It's time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We're on Twitter slash X. We're on Instagram at Pinball Profile. You can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. We've got a great Facebook group. And if you're so kind and would like to show your support, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash pinballprofile. Don't you worry. The show will always be free, but this helps it keep going. And I appreciate good people like GME Law, Lua W, William M., and so many more. I'm here right now at Expo. You can hear the noise in the background. It's exciting. There's so many great games, but it's the vendors that really come out. And in fact, these vendors I haven't seen in a while since TPF because they're located in New Mexico. You know them. You love them. In fact, the last podcast I even talked about them, Measle Mods right here. And hello, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So great to see you again, Jeff. It's good to see you. It's been a long time since you've been to Expo. It has been a long time, and we decided... We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. We would come back, make a comeback tour. I think I was at TPF when I think Rob Burke came and said, you've got to come back. I think I saw the pitch, and so he must have sold you. Glad to see you here. You've got a wonderful display. We're going to talk about some of the mods and even the mod makers, too. You're even helping out Ulick Store, I see here, with some of their nice flipper bats. But measle mods, 10 years of doing incredible creations and i mean i know personally you've been wonderful to me with the pinball profile world tour and the pinball profile played in america tour thank you very much for your generosity and really making a lot of people all over the globe very happy well thank you for letting us be a part of that because we have enjoyed you and your your contributions to the community you don't have to say that i'm still doing the interview i appreciate it's that true, yeah. though i wouldn't be saying that if it wasn't true Well, you're here right now. I know you might have to step out if some people want to buy these wonderful mods, but we've got someone else that you alerted me to back in Texas. In fact, I think it was even maybe over a year ago. And she's here right now, Catherine Navera. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Good to see you. This young woman has created unbelievable mods here. I just got a good display. I'll show you on the pictures too. So go to Facebook, go to Instagram. You'll see these pictures of what Catherine has created. My goodness. First of all, when you see a new game come up, what goes through your head? Like, okay, there's a void there. Oh, there's a space there. There's a ramp there. I could do something. I like this theme. I, They're missing this. What goes through your head? Uh, so a lot of it is just kind of searching for what can be improved. Um, things that seem like really great ideas on paper, but probably weren't be able to be fully executed, whether that was due to budget constraints or just because it's very hard to, you know, do injection molding for 10,000 games. So that's kind of the first thing I think about to what we can improve on. I love seeing people mod up their games and and you see it at shows like Expo, like TPF and other shows around the globe too, but it has to come from somewhere and Measle Mods is a great source for that for sure. You can see it on the website and I highly recommend that, but when I see, the first one I think I looked at was Rush. It was the first one I saw when I walked in here and you did some amazing things with Rush. What'd you do? Um, so Rush is actually probably one of the hardest games we've worked on. Um, visually, they have a lot less to go off of, say, uh, versus like Foo Fighters. Compared to a lot of other music pins, they have an actual story going on. So uh, it's kind of hard to convey like Tom Sawyer and um, <laughs> Ayn Rand in pinball mod form. So that one, I had to do a lot of pre-planning. I had to do a lot of research because I didn't know too much about Rush. I'd heard Tom Sawyer on the radio, and that was kind of it. So I just want to point out, you're talking to a Canadian. Be very careful. Tread water. Be very careful. I I like what I found. We're talking about the holy trinity of rock. Go ahead, finish. (laughs) I did enjoy what I found, but... um, 
So I, a lot of what I based my work on was their 2012 tour that they did. Yeah. Uh, I was very steampunk based, and so yes, uh, I saw when I was growing up, I saw a lot of the steampunk movement um, kind of game traction online. That was a good avenue to take the visuals. Well, you see the cogs, you see certainly the time machine, and you've done great creations. You talked about Foo Fighters, too. So the Area 51 certainly opened up all kinds of possibilities of what you can do. Again, look at the pictures, too, the fence, the little details. That's what I like about what you've created. That one's a little more difficult to come up with. I mean, certainly you can have aliens in your background because of the story of Foo Fighters, but uh, it's really not band material. You're You're not throwing on drumsticks or guitars. It's really kind of the alien base, and you captured it. Well done. Oh, thank you. So one of the first things Kristen told me when I started working there was that she wanted to make sure that everything we made looked like it could come with the game already. So um, for Foo Fighters, the buildings actually had really good base designs already. They were they fit the game really well. The color theory was done really well, in my opinion, and had a lot of really nice details. But they were just flat plastic that was screen printed. And so those, I kind of took those uh, elements that they already had in there and I made it 3D. And I made it in a way that it was very easy to mass produce. But you know what I think you do at Miso Mods and anyone who puts mods on their machines, you know, if you're buying, say, the Pro model versus the Premium, you're probably getting a lot of those 2D um, flat plastics and whatnot. But the mods can really pardon the expression, pimp up the game, so to speak. They really do. They really add a lot to it. And and even so on the premiums as well, Godzilla, I saw what you did for Godzilla, and I thought, holy cow, there's a lot of real estate there, but they'll all fit, and it's still playable. Nothing gets in the way. Tell me about your Godzilla mods. So that, one, that game was actually probably one of the most fun to work on. I'd definitely say that was my Renaissance era. A lot of what I try to do is backwards engineer from what they already have in the game. It's a lot easier to not go past the dimensions of what the game makers have already done. Sometimes we'll do that, but for me, especially with those buildings, it's such tight real estate that a lot of what we do is I take that building out, I measure it, and I basically recreate it in the computer, and then I work from there. And so um, kind of what we noticed is that when you actually take a look at the, the factory buildings, the one on the left, it just says Subway. It's, a very, it's like a completely glass office building, but it's labeled as Subway. And it's like that, it's what they're trying to sell you, but that doesn't really evoke the feeling of a Subway. So I went, okay, I'll just recreate this plastic, but we're going to take elements from when you're actually in the Subway. So... The brick, the tile, some of the windows, posters that you see, those are all elements that I tried to incorporate to give it that feel. We've just talked about three games. We've talked about Rush. We've talked about Foo Fighters, Godzilla. There were some Godfather things you did as well for JJP. Yeah, uh, Godfather was also really fun to work on. There's a lot of tiny details. Okay, I saw the building, the house, you know, the compound, if you will, for the uh, Corleone family. And I, the house looks fantastic. I've seen the movie a lot of times. It's one of my all-time favorites. I'm like, how did you come up with a house? And you told me before we started interviewing. You want to share that? Uh, so part of it was that the area that the compound is in is already supposed to be the compound in-game. But again, it's just flat plastics kind of layered onto each other. And the angles that it's at, you have to really be looking hard. And so what I wanted to do was to make that a lot clearer. And so um, 
I, I did a lot of research and I made it so that basically in my mind I visualized this house and then I went, okay, how can I cut it up to where it can fit? And so if you actually take a look at the compound, it's at a very strange angle and the second story is completely cut off. But from the angle that it is in the game, it, it looks like you how you tell. see it in the film. Well, well, that just made me think, when you're creating these... The first thing you have to do is find out the real estate you have to work with. Forget the idea in your head. What's the actual dimensions I can fit something in here? And keeping in mind things like air balls that sometimes might bounce off the mods. So it certainly has to be sturdy like they are here with measles mods. So before you do anything, you have to actually get the machine, don't you? Yeah, we, we're always it's very excited on game day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, is there a bit of a race too? Because when a new game comes out, People who love mods, it's a very addictive thing, right? Like they say, buying one pinball machine, oh, that's great, you have one, it'll multiply. Well, once you start modding one game, you do it to the others. So I imagine people want this as quickly as possible, but the creation time, you know, it's artistic. It's not just going to poof, there it is. We definitely have a much shorter design time than I would say most other just in general like product companies we are very quick relative to when we start on something and when we finish it of course we don't rush anything but a lot of it is just kind of muscle memory at this point um because when i first started one of my first major mods took two three months to fully develop and now they're out within um, a couple of weeks so a lot of it has just been experience and really learning how to um, execute certain things in a timely manner so that I can focus on doing stuff that's really going to elevate it. Kristen was just off helping customers, uh, some satisfied customers here at the Measle Mods booth at Pinball Expo, but we were talking about new games. When they come out, it's the race to get the mods done. So here we are at Expo, and in an hour's time, the public is going to see, for the first time, Jersey Jack's Elton John. This is a race time, I assume, for you at Measle Mods. Yeah, and, you know, we start, I don't know if Catherine talked about the, the process of you know about a uh, theme and you immediately start that research process and thinking about what it is that will be important in that theme even before you've seen it. And then also really thinking about what is likely to be the sweet spot that we can really enter into with the game once you see the pictures of it. And finding those things that are missing that you want to begin to think about and sketch and kind of play around with in your mind so that when the game does get in, you can hit the ground running. I haven't seen much of the Jersey Jack playfield, so I could be talking out of the side of my mouth here, but I, when I think of Elton John, and I'm certainly not artistic, I think of those big famous boots. I think of the, the crazy sunglasses. Uh, the wigs and, and, and whatnot. If you've seen the movie Rocketman, there's some ideas there. Are these the kind of things that go through your head? Yeah, I mean, in this case, there's a lot of really interesting kind of artistic opportunities that I think will be really fun to try to execute. And it'll also be an opportunity for us to bring in a kind of a multitude of different materials to make something look really you know, like a pair of glasses as an, as an example, like really being able to make that in a way that looks really neat and fits with the theme. I see the game has got a lot of purple and I think that will be fun and also will be kind of the subject, I'm sure, of the purple pinball 
lovers out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's, it, I mean, look at the popularity of Foo Fighters. And in fact, Kath and I were just talking about that, that kind of purple. You know, you like seeing the different colors when they come out and, and some of them really pop. And Catherine, you see a game, you got to make sure it fits. It, it can't clash like you mentioned too. But I saw you last at TPF. At TPF, I think there were seven new games. Here we've got, I think, four being shown. There's Labyrinth, there's Turner Pinball, there's also uh, Elements, and of course Elton John, and who knows what else is, is going to be shown here at Expo, but is it kind of like Christmas when a new game comes out for you? Um, depends or on Or is it stress? <laughs> is it stress? You're like, oh gosh, that means I'm going to be put to work. Um, I think it really depends on the game. Some of them, I'm like, I immediately know what I want to do, and then some of them, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, I've got homework. I've got homework. Godzilla, I was very excited about. And Led Zeppelin, I was very scared. That was very early on in my career, though. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's tough, but you've come a long way. Again, please look at the pictures I post on Instagram and on, on Twitter and, of course, Facebook as well. Uh, you're having fun at the show? Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. I've been treated very well here, and I'm so excited that... We're getting to see this part of the country again. We don't know, not everybody who comes to Texas comes to this show. And so we're getting to visit with people that we, and customers that we haven't seen in a while. And that's fantastic. And uh, one of the things here at the Measle Mods booth, and it's free for everyone who came by, is the Where's Tim stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so where is Tim? That's the question. Someone's got to hold the fort, I guess. Well, so that's just the thing. Tim has a different fort that he works in. He actually uh, is running a pretty important operation for a semiconductor manufacturer in New Mexico. This is bigger than measle mods? How dare you say that? Uh, it's true. Oh, it's I guess true. maybe, but still. It's true. So, uh, this is our first show without Tim, and we miss him, of course. Well, we don't miss him at the booth because he's never at the booth. Uh-huh. Exactly. He could be here for all I know. <laughs> so we've decided that we'll have a little bit of fun with uh, Where's Tim, and we do have our Where's Tim stickers. Very nice. Yeah. Catherine, is this your first time in Chicago? Uh, no, I actually have family here, so, oh. yeah. Oh, that's good. What a great trip, then. <laughs> so I'm going to see some ants on Sunday. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, they must be really proud of what you've done in such a short period of time, because you haven't been there that long, have you? Uh, no, I've all, I'm coming up on three years next month. And 10 years for measle mods. Well, I'm thrilled with what you've done. And I can see, in fact, I'm not trying to embarrass you here, but Kristen said to me, not in your company, she said, you've got to interview this girl that's working for us. You should see what she's doing. And it just gets better and better. So here we are. Congratulations, Catherine. Congratulations, Kristen. And Tim, wherever you are <laughs> on the 10th anniversary of measle mods. And again, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for talking to us, Jeff. Always a treasure to see you and talk to you. All right, Catherine, all the best. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Pinball Profile. Email pinballprofile at gmail.com. If you'd like to show your support on Patreon, that would be wonderful. Not necessary, but you can do it at patreon.com slash pinballprofile. I'm Jeff Teolis. 